So you qualify. Hold up. Zero the crook at AKA King of the ghetto. School of the peace. You know what I'm talking about? Mo City. Shout out to Mo City. You know what I'm saying? Hold up. Let's go. That boy hard and touch ground. Hold up, man. You know what I'm saying? Beats more folk for life. Ridge being riders, nigga. Ridge. It's H Town all day. Huh. Y'all feel me, man. Rest in peace to that nigga. That nigga ML, man. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Let's go. Fucked up, man. Rest in peace to that nigga. We gon' hold it down. You know what I'm talking about? And that's real talk. Let's go! <laughs> I know y'all been waiting on The H-Town National Anthem, bitch! R.I.P. Big Mello. Hats off, everyone standing. <laughs> My P.O. Big Boo. Let's hey, go! All the folks over here, Southside, Eastside, Northside, Northside. Southside, what up? Mo City, what up? Northside, what up? We not playing with y'all. Shit, fuck it. We gon' stay too deep in the fuck. Slow lighting, bangin' all in my trunk full of funk. I ain't never been a let's go. Blow on skunk, I blow on Doja. Military minded, I'm a motherfucking soldier. Out the streets of the bitch, month four. Not no bitch and see, I still ain't a hoe. Every day of the year, I pimp my pen and I get my point clear. Why niggas wanna talk down? I don't know. Gotta take a trip to Acapulco from the foe with my foe foe on my side. When I ride, ready to do another homicide in the pine bar till I'm gone. Nigga, old glory. I made time to kill it just like Robert Ory. If I do a murder, flee the murder scene. When it's a shortage on the drink, I can't find no the gems and juice. The southeast, bitch, it's about war, not about peace. Nigga like me, I'm about knocking out. Let's go. No, I'm saying I lose. She breathes. Happy Saturday. Dying in the coop. I know this is random, but this is H Town, man. This is fucking H Town. Oh, yeah. Let's go. What you know about this? What I what you know about this, Biggie? You know this about a, Devin. This in the Serato, man. Shout out to Devin the dude. The gems and juice. Checking out the bitches. I 
checking out the bitches. H-Town, what up? The Gems and Juice Podcast, back in effect. You know what time it is? The best motherfucking podcast in the motherfucking world. Let's go. Thank you, H-Town Funk Flex, man. We needed that. We needed that. It's been a rough week. And we needed that H-Town lift up, man. I like the mix of Devin the Dude and Zero Two Houston Legends. Still doing it. Still still making great music, by the way, man. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. And Zero, Zero make a new album every two months, it seemed like. But it's hard to keep up with him sometimes. But he can yeah. put out quality albums. Devin the Dude is, too. Yeah, nice, nice little uplifting mix. I like that. Yeah. Man. I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. <laughs> oh, so we got a whole lot to talk about, man. But first off, Jay Prince, introduce the podcast. Let people know what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. Yes, sir. We are back at it. Back in full effect. A lot you to talk about. A lot of things to break down. As you know, we're gonna do the way we do it. And 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 then we we gonna we gonna get into it. But at first, check in. Figgy, how you been, bro? How you holding up, man? Man, I'm holding up pretty good, man. It's going down in H-Town. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but everything good, man. Had a pretty good week. Had a um a good weekend last week, man. Um, like I said, shout out to my wife. It was a birthday. So yeah, okay. um, yeah, it started off a little rough because um so I so I decided to get her a hotel downtown. And we decided to stay at the um the Alof downtown okay. so i'm thinking like cool they look they, they pretty cool and you know i paid a nice little uh, healthy price but this hotel was awful man <laughs> oh no it was terrible uh, the walls were thin and somebody next door was having a fucking party oh no yeah she didn't like it at all it wasn't worth it we had to pay for fucking everything um p- parking every single night and all this other shit we only stayed there one night man so it it was it was really rough, and I paid I paid um, I want to say I paid f- for Friday till Monday morning, and Damn. we on, yeah, and we on and, and, and this is the part that got me. We tried to switch rooms, and they mm-hmm. they said they um, they don't have any rooms to switch with, and they and we couldn't get a refund. Nah, that's crazy, man. You see what's called the A loft? The A loft, yeah. I want A L O F T. Okay. Yeah. Or a loft. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's crazy though, man. Yeah, it's a pretty good hotel because I actually been to that hotel um back in Cleveland and it's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. So um mind you, I I never been to the one here. So I figured since it was downtown it had the you know, it had a pool on the roof and all this other shit. So I'm like, cool, we can swim and all this other shit. But they still got the fucking limit on who can be in the in the area or on the roof. So um, I think it was only like a five people limit on there. So it was no way we could fucking <laughs> go up there. So it it was all rough, man. It was terrible. But you're um, like, bitch, did you not realize Governor Abbott re- <laughs> yes. took away these protocols? Every, everything fucking open now, but, but the pool area ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was crazy. So um, f- fuck Aloff <laughs> at this point. Yes. Y'all ain't giving me my money back or nothing. But look, um, A-Law, yeah. you you done made an enemy this week on Jim Zoo's podcast <laughs> because we are very much mob tie certified. We got connects. 
we gonna maybe maybe make maybe we gotta make a call to Mr. Yeah. J Prince. For oh, real, man. Man. I think oh, maybe, yeah. we maybe got to hit hit his hit his line. Hit hit his line. See what he's doing. See yeah. see if he can maybe make a few calls to fix y'all customer service because yes. you know Jay Prince would not stand for this and his mob ties connection <laughs> not stand for this either, man. Yeah. We gonna make some calls and we gonna see what it does because look, you don't treat the figgy fig like <laughs> this when he's trying to have a nice night with his wife. Yeah, don't do that, man. It was a pig pen mentality, man. (laughs) Y'all hotel is pig pen status, and Mm. we definitely gonna be making some calls to our mob ties connects. Make sure you get the message. You don't treat figgy fig like that. You just don't. Yes. You don't. And if y'all listening to this podcast right now, share this shit and tag (laughs) Aloft in it so they can fucking hear my voice. Aloft, Aloft, y'all ass. (laughs) Y'all terrible. Yeah, but anyway, um, outside of that, man, it was a pretty good weekend. Um, I, I I did something different this time, man. So um, I came across this this Instagram. It's an Instagram called the Picnic Crew, and so um, what they do, they go around Houston and set up picnics for people. Okay, yeah, anywhere you want, all over Houston, and I th- I think they got some locations in Dallas too. But um, so I hit them up and they set up a nice little picnic for me and my wife and I, I surprised her with it. So the only thing I did, I, I got I got us some food from a place and I told her, hey, you know, no questions. I'm, we got dinner. We about to go somewhere and eat it. And so she had no clue what I was doing. And we pulled up at the park and um, I'll probably tweet the pictures out some someday. But um they had like a little, uh, little tiny, little cute tent. They had the table, the the um, the dishes and stuff like that. So she really loved that. So so I I recommend that to anybody. The picnic crew on Instagram. Okay, check it out. It, it, it was it was a really dope experience. I I never did any, anything like that, but uh, it was cool. They had the rug out there, so we were sitting on the rug. They had pillows, a nice little table with the with the candles and all that. So it, it was really nice, man. Did they give you the picnic basket like in a Yogi Bear cartoons, man? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. They ain't do all that. They, they probably do it, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to the picnic crew. They they did their thing, man. They looked out for it, brother. Okay, okay. Well, at least the picnic crew did their thing, so we ain't got to make no mob ties calls for them. They treated Figgy Fig with the respect he deserves, the respect that a Mob Tie certified member deserves, mm-hmm. and they get props for that. But qualified. They qualified. They qualified. <laughs> A-Lock, y'all watch your back, man, because we got to make some pigs. calls. Y'all in the pig pen. Y'all in the pig pen with the hogs. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have to see uh, what's gonna happen to your business in the future, because you don't treat Figgy Fig like that. We don't like that shit here. Yeah. Uh, um, I also saw you went to the lovely Jasmine's birthday party this past week. I did. She had a um, nice little get together. It's a place called, I think they pronounce it FAO. It's F-A-O. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the acronym stand for. But um, it was a nice little place, man. It had a, uh, it was pretty much a bar with a whole bunch of arcade games. So it was cool. The, uh, the normal crew, shout out to the um, people I used to work with at, at Den CBS Radio. Intercom and now is uh, Odyssey, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, shout out to them, man. Um, it was pretty cool, man. Jasmine had a good time. I I dipped right when they went to go to another place, though. 
Yeah, we were talking before the podcast, man. Like, I don't know what age it is, but I can't do the multiple spots in one day uh, <laughs> events no more. Like, when I when I go somewhere, that's the only place we going, and we leaving to go home after we done with that. I ain't yeah. going to pregame at one place and then go to the club after and then go to the after club after that shit. Yeah. When I was in my mid-20s, yes. <laughs> I, I'm almost mid-30s now. I can't be doing that shit no more. Man. Yeah, but, I realized I can't do that shit when um, a shout out to my best friend, Boopy, when she came to town. And mm-hmm. um, she got here. She's like, all right, let's get dressed. Let's go get some food. I'm like, all right, cool. So we went to a restaurant. Uh, I think I want to say we went to two different restaurants. Uh, had some drinks and all that stuff. And then I'm like, all right, woo, that was fun. She's like, all right, what else we doing? <laughs> I'm like, what else we doing? <laughs> like, bitch, going I, home and taking a nap. You're going to sleep. I worked all fucking day. <laughs> I ain't about to be out in these streets like that. <laughs> she She's the type that like the pregame and postgame and all that type of shit, after parties. And I, I realize I'm not built for that life. I'm the same way, man. But of course, Jasmine, she gonna get it in. She is a uh, socialite, as you call her. Yeah. So she she gonna be out and about. But happy birthday to Jasmine. Yeah, if you ain't said happy birthday to Jasmine yet. Make sure to hit her social media. Tell her be- happy belated birthday. Send her some cash app. Send her mm-hmm. some. Send her a little gift, man. She'd appreciate yeah. it. She give you a little cute selfie, maybe in return. I don't know. I'm just kidding. She would. <laughs> <laughs> Depend on who you are, maybe. But probably <laughs> she probably send it to your DM or something. Yeah. She ain't gonna maybe. text. You. Yeah, true. True that from her <laughs> burner account, by the way. So you can't link it back to her somehow. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, we got some things to talk about. Some things to talk about. It's been a light. We got a term. I, I used to say we're not a sports podcast. We're a music podcast. But there ain't been a whole lot of music to talk about, man. We talk more about culture, I guess, at this point. But we need some new releases. Y'all artists yeah. are slacking and y'all macking and simping and y'all pimping. Yeah. I want to hear some new shit uh, that I haven't heard. I, yeah. I will say... Go I actually, ahead. I actually got a um a new song from Mega The Stallion featuring Lil Durk. Okay, I've, I haven't heard this song, and so mm. it would be a live reaction for me too. But I definitely want to get your reaction. I want to know if this qualified or if it's pig pen mentality. Wait, before you play it, <laughs> let let's take a wild guess about what it's about. Okay, <laughs> I'm a, imagine she gonna start off rapping about how her pussy the baddest. I'm a imagine. She going what else she gonna say? She gonna start it off by saying real hot girl shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say uh she gonna talk about dick sucking at some point in her verse. Okay. That's that, that's actually a good that's a good guess. I, I the the name of the song is called Movie. So I'm guessing it's gonna be about making a movie, making a sex yeah. tape type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, 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 you wanna give it a shot now? You wanna see? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Alright. Take key, fuck Okay, take key. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Take a shot, then turn the phone and shit. Give me that juice I get. 42, who I do, make me do some crazy shit. Fuck them shit. Just stop shaking his hand, bro. Don't know what you playing for. This expensive. Don't be touching on what you ain't paying for. He my coochie. 
Let's make a movie, there we nigga. Go. I'm talking ASMR, let me hear you chew it, nigga. The only L I hold got that be right there next to it. My pussy tight, but I might let him add some stretch to it. The gym Drop a friends off and take a pants off. Tell him spin it, you ain't got no money, keep your hands off. Chain 180, it's expensive, bitch, just keep your hands off. Oh, I'm yeah. a boss, I could buy the same thing my man bought. Okay. I didn't even realize, by the way, this song was on her album that we already reviewed and listened to. Was it? Yes. I'm looking up the track list because it did kind of sound kind of sound familiar. Mm. This song was from her album. Damn. I don't even so I guess it ain't a new song. I guess it's a new visual for the song. It, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. It was a video. People was going crazy over it. Yeah. Okay. So so this song been out for a minute. But yeah, uh, the, I guess it's time for us to revisit Megan's debut album. Um, I thought it was kind of disappointing when it came out. I feel like she had a lot of momentum going uh, when she first started. Of course, she really picked up to her highest height when she got the Beyonce feature. Do you think that she's capitalized off that feature? Do you think that? Her me like how do you feel about Megan Thee Stallion in 2021? Biggie, be real. Which um, means hate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how do you feel about her in 2021? Um, let me make it clear, man. Uh, a couple years ago, I was super hype. I was a a, a, a hottie, I guess. You're a little a hottie. hottie, yeah, yeah. A hottie. Yeah, I was. I was in the. Um, I was in the hottie clique or whatever. But now it's kind of like I, I'm not sure if I'm just. I'm just used to her doing the same thing or just, or just, you know, I know she's there and she made it. So it's no big deal, but she haven't made anything. All her new newer shit. It really didn't move me as much. It's, it, it don't have that same feeling. I'm not sure if it's because she made it and, you know, I'm a guy that liked the root for the underdogs. So, um, you know, shout out to people like Erica Banks and, you know, Big Jade and all the women that's coming up in the game now. I, I don't know if it's because she's up there now, but it don't really have that same feeling now. I think she's still super talented. I don't think I don't think um, her flow is trash or it took a dive or anything like that. I think it's I think now I, I don't know if she could get better at this point. Maybe she can. She definitely got the talent to rap, but I'm not sure if she's even going to make that, you know, make that switch up because this is her image, <laughs> rapping about bouncing booties and shit. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know if she's going to make a total 180 like that. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, and it, it it's like I can't say her career has derailed at all because technically she has all the industry accolades that would would portray a successful artist in 2021. She won what three Grammys, nominated yeah. for four, won three. She won best new artist, or yeah, best new artist. Yeah, so it, it's like she she is going to continue to get the industry push. And I think she's always going to be in front of our face in some form or fashion. And I'm glad for her. I'm happy. You know, she's from Houston, kind of made it from the bottom. We saw her grind early on when she was with 1501 certified and all that. So I'm, I'm glad that she made it. But 
musically, man, I think people are kind of tired of her. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I see a lot of, I don't see a lot of her fans really backing her up like I did in the early days. I talked to women who, most women I talk to don't really like Megan Thee Stallion, honestly, man. Maybe it's just me talking to different women, but the women I talk to that like rap, they don't really like uh, Megan Thee Stallion. They, mm-hmm. they like her. They like her as a person. They don't like her music. Oh, so they listen to Ratsp- Rhapsody and all that. Not even that. It's <laughs> not even that. Because that's the thing. They like ratchet songs. But they like, I feel like the city girls are way more popular at the type of music that Megan Thee Stallion makes. They kind of make the same kind of music. Yeah. But you would argue that Megan is more lyrical than them. But mm-hmm. more women like the city girls than they like Megan Thee Stallion for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's it's to me it kind of remind me of um people liking the dumbed down lyrics over the lyrical person. Yeah. I, I feel like she's super uh I feel like she's super lyrical. Uh, she's super lyrical, but um yeah, some people just relate more to the city girls. There's ratchet and talking about scamming and <laughs> scamming niggas and <laughs> shit like that. So I I, I guess I can I guess I can understand why people like the city girls more. Yeah, man, and I, I don't know. Uh, like I, I want the best for Megan, of course, but something she got to change something musically, man. Maybe change up the flow. She hang out with Jay Z. She on Rock Nation. Jay Z had the famous line, "I dumbed down my lyrics and double my dollars." <laughs> Jay got to maybe get in that studio and tell it to dumb down. Well, I mean, her lyrics ain't like super conscious or lyrical. Yeah. But maybe she got to switch do, something up do with you, how she makes songs. Do you think the Tory Lanez thing has something to do with it too? Could be a part of why people might be a little iffy about it now? I Maybe. It, it's possible. Probably. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it had something to do. But I think even before that, people were getting a little like she was a little played out in at least black circles, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think people, uh, you had some people that was kind of, I guess at that time it was more of a hot take. That, oh, she can't rap or I don't really yeah. like her. But since the Tory thing happened, it seemed like uh, people start coming out the woodworks rooting against her <laughs> saying, ah, see, you'll see, she, you know, she lying or that bitch lying and all this other shit. So, um, it seemed like it seemed like it kind of went down either further once that happened. It's possible. And I have to say another thing, too. I'm sick of this fake ass industry relationship she got with Partisan Fontaine, man. <laughs> uh, it, it has made me sick how fake this pairing is. It's clearly some kind of artist manager concoction like let's put these together the male feminist and the woman who got shot by a man and we're gonna make them the face of black rap or whatever and maybe they actually do fuck with each other i don't know but the way it's portrayed on social media is super goofy man all (laughs) these oh look what he did for me oh he put roses on my bed oh he took me out like and megan stallion is dated i'm not gonna criticize her dating life i don't care if she dates but she's dated several guys and she was never this public with them. Yeah. But suddenly she dates partisan Fontaine, the man who has feminist tattooed on his body. And suddenly they got a new post every week about the adventures they go on as a couple. Yeah. I don't believe it, man. I think it's fake. Like the uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, we. I mean, we kind of said that about a couple of um, Meg relationships, though. We said that about the money bag, yo. Money back, yo. But see, looking yeah. back, I don't know if that was so much fake because he didn't. Really, she didn't really post him all that much. Mm. So, but, but, but it may, that might have been too. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, it do seem a little extra to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's our monthly shit on Megan and Stallion for no reason segment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we love Megan, but I don't know. Something got changed, man. Her music is. It's just not, it's it not hitting. I don't feel like it. It really ain't hitting, man. Her album, I think, came and went. And if it wasn't for the Savage remix, it probably would have bombed. Let's be real. That single saved it. Yeah. So she yeah. she got to really hit the creativity button and try to think of something different to do. Yeah. The next album, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but to answer your original question, um, did it did the Beyonce feature help? I feel like, I guess, looking back at it, it looked like it did help because she did get the Grammys. I don't know if she would have got anything like that if it wasn't for a Beyonce feature. But she didn't even win the Grammy for the Beyonce song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she necessarily had to win that for it to be no, a No, wait, success. no, she did. She won She won for Best Rap Performance with Savage Remix. Oh, okay. And a rap song. Never mind, I'm tripping. She won two Grammys for the Beyonce song. Oh, so really? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah, even if she didn't, I, I still think that song brought a lot of attention to her to make, to make it even possible for her to win if she won from anything else. So I, I, I do think that helped helped her out a little bit. That's true. That's true. Because, That's true. because now, now she got the, you know, the SNL stuff. Um, she getting way more attention. So I I feel like she wouldn't she wouldn't get that much attention um, if she never had a, a Beyonce feature like that. Speaking of SNL, I'm glad you brought that up because I <laughs> forgot this happened, and I want to know what oh, you yeah. think about it. Oh man, you know, <laughs> Kid Cudi performed on Saturday Night Live last week, and he performed in a dress. And what apparently was a tribute to Kurt Cobain, who also performed in a dress with Nirvana, the band. I believe he did it in a video, too, for Breed or one of his videos from his second album, uh, from their second album. But uh, so he he wore a off-white <laughs> Virgil designed uh, dress. And it was not like a skirt, not a Kanye Jane Smith skirt. It, it was, was a full on. It wasn't even like the, it wasn't even like the Kirk Bang one. Yes, <laughs> Kirk Bang looked like he had a um like a house dress, like an old ass yes. house dress. This one was a, a spaghetti strap and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so Figgy, you from Cleveland? It's your boy. What, what's going on in Cleveland right now? Do y'all still claim Kid Cudi after this? Hold on, man. Hold what's on. going on? What happened to this nigga, man? What happened to this kid, Cuddy? What happened to a kid called Cuddy? What happened? Was it Kanye? Did Kanye ruin the kid, Cuddy? Come on, man. What what happened? What happened, kid, Cuddy? You used to be. I'm not saying you was ever a super masculine dude, but these kind of clout chasing stunts seemed 
a little below his usual standard. But what what's what do you think? Figgy, let's get your tech, man. It's your Cleveland boy. I'm putting this on you, by the way, because you're from Cleveland. It's your boy. It's your man's. So you gotta defend him, man. What what was going on? Was it just a uh, him being creative or was he trying to tell us something? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw this, I I I still to this day I haven't tweeted anything about this. I ain't get my reaction to it. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, but when I first seen this, the first thing I thought of was his reasoning for doing it. And um, he, we mentioned that Kirk Cobain, he wore the uh, pay homage to Kirk Cobain's. And, um, Kirk and, Cobain, not Kirk Cobain's. Not my fault. No, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I know what you mean. Not the Houston rapper. Yeah, not the Houston rapper. But, yeah, Norvana. And um, I guess he had another performance wearing a sweater that Chris Farley wore. And uh, nobody really talking about that. But, um the first thing I thought about was his mental health. Honestly, like all jokes aside, I was wondering, is he telling? Is he trying to give us a sign? Is he trying to tell us something? Is he trying to call out for help? Because we we see this often after someone passes away. We, you know, if you look at somebody like a Mac Miller, when you listen to his music now, it felt like he was calling out for help. And I, and you know how that ended. He you know he died of an overdose. So I was wondering if that was Kid Cudi's way of calling out for help because we know what how uh, Kurt Cobain died. We we know how he died. He committed suicide, and then uh, Chris Farley died of a, a drug overdose. So that was that was my original thought. So I, I I had people you know clowning him and all this other shit. So I ain't say nothing because you know I I don't know what he's going through. And honestly, I thought that performance was a little random. Because the album came out, came out what? Uh, a while ago. Yeah, last year, I, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering why he was even performing at that time. But when I seen the rollout for the dress and saying, hey, this is in stores now or however you put it, then that, to me, that threw all my, my little scenario out the window. Because clearly this was a, uh, this is for pub. So I, I I don't know I was a little disappointed at that point because I wasn't sure if he was calling out for help or he really trying to bring awareness to you know mental health and clearly I, I, I it seemed like he wasn't because the dress wasn't even similar to the one Kirk Cobain was wearing so uh, it'd be one thing if he wore that same exact dress then I would be like okay whatever but um. To me, it seemed like it was more of an attention thing. I hate to I hate to be that way because you know I really don't know what he's going through in life, so I don't want to say he's doing this shit for attention. But the writing's on the wall. It seemed like he is doing it for attention. And um, to be honest, I was a little disappointed, man. I think I think he should have just stuck with the whole Kirk Bang thing and just kept it moving. Or I would have been better. I would have been cool if he just said, hey, I just wanted to do this. <laughs> like, I don't care. I just wanted to wear it. <laughs> so what? But just the whole rollout to, hey, you know, buy the dress. The the dress is out now, and this is my new line. I, I, it seemed like it was a little insensitive to uh, Kirk Cobain family and just using that as a way to sell something. That's how, that's how it came across to me. 
I, I could I could be wrong, but that's how it came across to me, and that's a little insensitive. I didn't even know he was selling a dress. Like, I guess it makes sense because I heard Virgil designed it. Yeah. And I, I knew that. So I guess it makes sense for them to sell it. But I didn't know he was actually selling it and promoted it right after it happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was uh, from the first thing I saw of it, it. It looked goofy to me. I didn't really question his mental health just because seeing his tweets on Twitter, like we know what Kid Cudi sound like when he fucked up on social media, man. We've seen him on social media go at random people for no reason, diss people for no reason. Like, and you can tell someone's wrong with him at that time. He's been in a seemingly good place, at least on Twitter, through his tweets. He's been tweeting a lot of positivity and positive stuff. His music also has, has not sounded like a cry for help. If anything, his second album was a cry for help, that Man on the Moon Part 2. It was very dark and clearly addiction-inspired. This album was a lot more optim- hopeful, kind of more uplifting, I guess, in terms of what he makes. So... I didn't think that was the issue, but it, it was corny, man. I thought, in my opinion, uh, Kid Cudi has always been like a super Kurt Cobain fanboy. And I think it's one thing to be inspired by somebody. It's another thing to try to do the same stuff, like replicate the same things, especially as an artist. You should want to push creativity. When this is done, when something's been done before, it's been done before. So... For him to sell the dress after is corny to me, too. For him to, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what he's trying to tell us, too. I've always suspected Kid Cudi's probably bisexual. Like That's <laughs> just how I felt about him, especially some of the things he's done and, and, and the stuff he wears. Like, I've always suspected he was at least probably bisexual. So I, I don't really care about that part. But it's just, I don't know. It, it, it seemed nobody would be talking about a performance Unless he wore a dress. I didn't even know and he I, performed. <laughs> me neither. I didn't even know he was on Saturday Night Live. I didn't see anything yeah. from him. I probably would have um, checked it out if I knew he was going to be on there. But I had no idea until to people saying he wore a dress. Yeah. So this is this to me seems like the desperation act of an aging artist who is trying to stay relevant. And no matter how you felt about his last album, you can't deny the fact that it didn't really hit in the mainstream, you know. And, and Kid Cudi's never been a super mainstream artist regardless, but it didn't do what his previous, well, his first two albums did. He named it Man on the Moon Part 3. Man on the Moon Part 1 and 2 are huge. Man on the Moon Part 3 is probably the least selling of, that's my guess, probably the least selling of them all so far. The singles did, even though he had some big features, the singles didn't really do much. He had Pop Smoke on the album. That song didn't really go anywhere. And I like the song, too. So it just kind of seems like a desperation act from somebody who is becoming less relevant and wants to be more relevant. Mm. So I would, I mean, it, it was what it was. I wasn't a fan of it just because for that reason. And learning that he sold it even sours me more on it. But whatever. Kid Cudi do what he wants, man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this would maybe this would be more of a story if the little Nas X shit didn't come first. Uh, yeah. like <laughs> it, to me, it was more of a story than I thought it should be because yeah. it, it kind of rolled around for <laughs> a, a couple days. And I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I thought we was past the point of people. Oh wow, a guy wearing a dress. <laughs> I thought we was a little past that because. 
we had the same conversation with Young Thug and uh, yeah. back in the day with Andre 3000 and uh, Kanye wore the kilt or dress or whatever it was. So um, I don't know. Maybe it was just a slow week <laughs> where it, it just dragged mm. on, but it dragged on way longer than I thought. Maybe maybe I was off on social media a little bit. Uh, maybe I didn't see too much of a reaction, but I don't know, man. It, it's the dress shit is played out. Like if that's really yeah. how you feel, you could do it. But a lot of yeah. these times, I feel like it's just people cloud chasing. Yeah. It, no. The the funny part about all of that, the whole debate thing, was um, you had some of the people bringing up Prince, and I, I know Prince is your guy. But yes. a lot of people was bringing up the way he dressed and saying, "Oh, y'all old niggas always." Clowning on the way these young niggas dress, but y'all was uh, y'all wasn't saying shit about Prince. So I I, I don't know. I, I I thought that was funny, and I don't know. I, I I do think it's a thing where the older niggas always criticizing everything a young the young people do. But you could literally go back in the day and find that they was listening to people that was damn near doing the same shit. And, and I, I got to call that out too because I've seen that type of talk about people were all cool. Look, I, I guess people are just young and didn't live through that. Prince got called out for the shit he was doing during that time, man. Yeah. People, there was no Twitter, so we can't look it up on the internet, but com- look up any comedian, black comedian, during that time when Prince was very effeminate, look at doing Chappelle. borderline gay stuff. <laughs> Dog, they roasted him for that shit, man. Yeah. It, 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 that he, always been the conversation. It wasn't like people turned their head and didn't say shit. Yes. It always when been a conversation if he was gay or not. <laughs> when Prince came out with that song, If I Was Your Girlfriend, that was very controversial. <laughs> because people were wondering, what the fuck is he trying to say? What is the song about? <laughs> it was that gender bending, If I Was Your Girlfriend. <laughs> he sang it like a girl like Prince was very very Mysterious. much called out yeah. he was called like pe- people complained about that the same way they did about Lil Nas X today the same thing they do about Young Thug when he wore a dress the same way they've been doing with Kid Cudi they did the same shit back in the 90s and early 80s when Prince was out here with his ass exposed <laughs> people called that out and made fun of that too man so nothing has changed it wasn't like we was all rocking like with that. Some people knew it was just him being creative. Women, excuse, that's one thing. Women were all good with Prince doing that yeah. shit because they loved him. Mm-hmm. Men were like, what the fuck is he doing, man? Yeah. So nothing has changed, man. People got to <laughs> quit with that revisionist history talking about like everybody was cool with what Prince was doing. Nah, they weren't. Yeah. He was jamming though, so that was one thing. He was making great music. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to get off my chest, man. I hate when people try to re- revisit history and, and, and reimagine it as if this yeah. shit, like the, the people call it the Isley Brothers for looking suspect on their covers too. I'm sure in the 70s, people but saw that shit. Everybody looked like that, like, man. Look at, yes. Earth, look at Earth, Wind, and Fire pictures. Look at every, you can look at everybody, man. Everybody looked, everybody used to dress like that back in the day. So it's, to me, like I know you could go, you could Google shit and look, but I think you really got to be during those times to see how it was because yeah. th- they was getting bitches. <laughs> so, so it didn't even matter, man. <laughs> That's true. And I'm sure people were calling that out for looking gay too at that time, man. Like nothing is, nothing has really changed on that. On yeah. that end. People, there's always been critics 
and people, especially people who are religious, talking yeah. about that being demonic yeah. and evil. I don't even think people were really calling that out, uh, especially way to, uh, or back in that day when the Isley Brothers was on that cover. I think that was just the way it was. If you look at any R&B person back in that time, they all dressed like that. Look at Al yeah, Green. True. Look at Al Green. Yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't with a whole bunch of men or nothing, but he had that that shirtless. <laughs> yeah, that Jack Freeman reason. style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just being shirtless with a little a, a silk yeah. shirt or something. So that that's how it was back in the day. Yeah, that's true. But I just hate when they lie about Prince, man. They're like, oh, y'all were cool with Prince. Nah, not everybody was, man. They, people were joking about that too, dog. Look up any black comedian. I'm sure Chris Rock has some jokes too, and he loves Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into some topics, man. Let's get into some of the spiciness of this past week. We got to talk first about Usher. <laughs> Mr. Raymond, what's his name? Raymond Jones. What's his last uh, name? It, Raymond, whatever. It the Usher? Fuck. I thought it was Usher. Uh, it's not Usher, Usher Raymond. Raymond. Oh, his name is Usher. I thought that's that was his real name. name for a second. Usher Raymond. Okay, apparently a a woman, uh, a female stripper, made a social media post complaining about the money that Usher threw up in the club. It was apparently fake money. It was money with his face on it, on the front of the bill. <laughs> and the bill was, it was $20 bills and $100 bills and $1 bills. It had Usher's face in place of the president <laughs> <laughs> on each bill. And it said Usher on the bill itself. <laughs> so a woman posted that and she said, ladies, what would you do if you danced all night for Usher? And he threw this. <laughs> And apparently uh, somebody told TMZ that Usher did not tip the strippers with the fake money. He actually gave them real money. And apparently these this money was for uh, promo. Mm-hmm. Sources close to Usher, is the, according to the TMZ story, sources close to Usher tell us that somebody in his crew left some stray Usher dollars behind the stage as a bit of a gag, both to be jokey, but also to promote his new Vegas residency. So he is going to be in Vegas performing, and this is supposed to be promo, I guess. But his team is alleging he actually paid them real money, not Usher bucks. <laughs> so what is your take on this, Piggy? Who the, man think- got, the, the man got his own money. <laughs> He got his own money. <laughs> yes, he's like the Prince of Zamunda. <laughs> uh, so what is your take on this, Figgy? Do you think that he actually threw this fake money up to the strippers? Was he just being cheap? Or do you think this is some miscommunication going on? No, nah, I think it was miscommunication. I don't think he was doing it to be cheap. I um I will say this. I think it was a uh I think it was a good idea, kinda, because we wouldn't have known about this. If if this young lady didn't come out and and uh, tell his story, but um, I think it's I think it was perfect promo for him. We're talking about the resident, re, uh, was it resident tree? Yeah, residency. Residency. We we talking about that right now. So I think I think it worked out perfect for him, man. And, um, you had a whole bunch of people tweeting that Chris Brown was um. I want to say he posted it. Young, uh, maybe Young Thug. Uh, a couple artists posted the money, pretty much saying he the, look. The man got his own money. 
So <laughs> I, I I think it was a good idea for him. I don't think he was um I don't think he was trying to be cheap or trying to scam nobody. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> this is the same nigga who gave a woman herpes allegedly <laughs> and, and didn't tell her. <laughs> and uh so I I don't know if I if the some of the stories are to be believed, I don't know if I believe that Usher is the type of nigga who wouldn't do this. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of having and he posted an Instagram picture, a few pictures with a briefcase full of the money. <laughs> so part of me feels like he 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 makes some real money in with the fake money. Mm. And maybe when he was making it rain, he threw some real money and maybe he tipped. Here's the thing. He could have tipped real money, but he might have thrown some fake money up for some pictures or maybe a video or something. And they might be using that. But <laughs> I definitely believe that he he uses fake money in some capacity. <laughs> and I don't think his team is telling the truth, man, because Usher just seemed it's like I said, the stories are to be believed about him. He seemed like a kind of slimy dude, man. Let's be really? real. <laughs> I, I think, like, look, he has women ain't gonna ever say this, but the whole herpes story, man. Some other things you hear about him in his personal life, I just feel like I, I wouldn't put it past him, man. I kind of feel like it's believable. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, he could be a slimy dude, a, a shitty person. It seemed like I, I read a couple things where I'm like, damn, he a shitty dude. I don't think he that shitty to, <laughs> to, to throw his own throw money like that and um, try to get away with it. But while here's the thing, what's the point of having your own fake money if you don't throw it up in a strip club? Yeah, I, I, you just gonna carry it around with you? I think it was no, I think it was promo. I think he was going to do that regardless, but I don't think he did it to try to be sneaky with it. Where you trying to get over and say, hey, they ain't gonna realize this me on there. Let me try to sneak it in with some real money. <laughs> so I, I don't think he was trying to scam with it, but uh, I, I do think he planned to throw it out as promo to kind of, you know, do his thing. But I don't think he was trying to scam these strippers out of money by throwing some fake money. I, I just, I, maybe, okay, here's I, I, the thing. I'm, I, gi I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he I that stupid. I don't think he that stupid because I wouldn't even do that now, and I'm not even – Fucking famous. I I yeah. I'll be scared to do some shit like that. It just to, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking go to jail or get beat up or nothing. So I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Usher would throw his own his money with his face on it and try to sneak out out the uh, out the <laughs> the strip club like he just got away with murder or something. I I, well, I just don't see. He, I just don't think he would do anything like that. I don't think he was trying to directly pay for anything with the fake money. No, but I do think like, let's be real. And you know this too, man. Cause I think you told a story about having fake money at one point too, for some promo. Yeah. N rap niggas have fake money, man, <laughs> but they have fake money that looks like real money. Yeah. And they use that for when they go to the strip club, when they doing the pictures with the bands going down their arm and all that shit, they use the fake money for stuff like that. So rappers definitely, We'll pull up at a strip club and make it rain with fake money. And that's yeah. a little more, I guess that's a little more scummy than you doing with obviously fake money that women aren't going to pick up and think, okay, I can actually use this. Yeah. But I do think he probably threw it to make some girls excited and say, hell, for a second, they <laughs> thought it was real. Yeah. Hey, Usher in the club making it rain. 
Then they look down and see this nigga's face on the bills. <laughs> he probably throwing all that money. She started twerking a little harder and shit. <laughs> like, let me do this headstand. Yes. <laughs> and realize, oh, yes. this fucking fake money. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I just believe that that happened. Because what else is the point of having this much fake money with your name on it, man? Yeah. Like the, if you wanted to do something for promo, you would have like a card, a little flyer, something to let you know, hey, Usher going to be at the residency. This money is just money with Usher's face on it. It's not yeah. promoting anything directly. Yeah, but it did. But it with this with this lady going out to the um, I guess to the um, press with this shit saying that, hey, look, he he did this with his fake money that picked up that picked up sting. They got no, us talking that. about it. So I'm, I'm not saying it's uh, the best way to promote something, but you know that old saying that, um, you know, that um, just spell the name right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what this is. I don't know if he was trying to aim for this, but it's definitely promoting that uh, he got something going on now rather than a little flyer because we wouldn't have heard about this. Okay, so, and I know people going to say we going too deep on this, but fuck, this deserves a deep <laughs> yeah. dive, man. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Yeah. Uh, so, number one, do you think that Usher really had the foresight to say, hey, if I throw this fake money up, one of these strippers is going to post on social media, and it's going to go viral, and they're going to know I got a residency coming up in Vegas? I'm- do you think he had that thought in his mind, man? Usher Raymond... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody in his team probably thought of that, but I think I mean even if he didn't think of this, it's still kind of working now. I, I know he kind of backtracking a little bit, saying he he did tip tip them real money and all this other stuff, but the the main thing is out there now because I like why else would he print a whole bunch of fake money with his face on it? Like, what's the purpose? <laughs> Unless he's shooting a video or something. I wonder what's what's the purpose of it? he ain't doing that for the hell of it, and I don't think he. I'm giving them the benefit of that. I don't, I don't know him personally. We learned that the past <laughs> couple months. We don't know these celebrities' personal life, but I don't see him doing that to try to scam anything. I, I, he definitely did that for a purpose. So may, maybe it was for a video shoot. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but he. He ain't do it to scam nobody. I know niggas out here buying fake money to scam people. I don't think he did that to scam uh, to scam or anything. It was definitely a reason to do that. I just don't think the reason <laughs> is like I think you're giving him too much credit, man. I think he wanted to look <laughs> like I think he didn't want to be shamed into throwing fake money that you got to look at and see, and, and when you go to pay something and then find out it's fake money, he didn't want to be. That much of a scumbag, I guess. But he still didn't want to bring real money to the club. So he made his own fake money. And he just threw it up. And he, like I said, in a moment, they thought it was real. Then they look at it and see it's fake. But they're like, okay, what can you do? It's obviously fake. So what, he wasn't trying to scam us with that. But, yeah. but I you got to remember, I, I too, think- you got to give him this benefit of the doubt, though. He's not a typical street rapper or anything. He definitely got some money. He 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 got bread. Does wait wait? Do we know that? I I think so. If he's smart, unless he's not smart with his money, like just looking at his overall career, he should have a nice little little something where he can throw money in a strip club. That's not that's not rich nigga shit for real. <laughs> it, it'd be some uh, it, it'd be some drug dealers that's throwing money in the strip club. 
So I don't think it was a thing where he's struggling, where he got to buy some fake money to to even do that shit. I think I think he wealthy enough to to have a good time in a strip club. See, maybe I'm just a pessimist or cynical. <laughs> I think it's a real possibility Usher is broke. Really? Like, I think how yes. though? I think he I think he's getting raped by his label. Like, how long has Rusher been signed by a major label? Since he was what, 16? Pretty much. You think he really read that contract when he signed that shit? Yeah, no. You think I'm, he owns his music? No. There I, ain't there ain't, he ain't done a live show in forever. It's been a pandemic. I think Usher's definitely probably broke. No, I don't definitely think probably. I don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he broke. I don't think he broke. But um, I'm not saying he owned everything where he's up there with the Jay-Z's or nothing. But he had a nice long career. And I, I, I think he uh, – my, my whole point is I don't think he that broke where he can't go to a strip club and have a good time. And you could go to a strip club and throw some money. I, I just don't think he's at that point where he can't do that. He, he might just be cheap. That's another thing. That, he might that's, just that's be a whole another story. <laughs> that's a whole another story. He might just be cheap and doesn't want to throw. Oh, he would. He don't want to make it rain with real money because even make, making fake money costs money. Yeah. So making this shit costs <laughs> some money anyway. Yeah. So that just tells me it was more worth it for him to have the visual of, of having all this money for a second. Then and maybe maybe look maybe I'm underestimating him. Maybe this was all part of his master plan. I mean, it ain't worked for any of his other, and it didn't make him look good in the public, really. But maybe yeah. this really was just to promo his new thing going on. I don't know. But yeah. I just feel in my heart that Usher <laughs> is a scumbag. Really, he kind, kind of, man. <laughs> I think he did this with the intent to make it look for a second like he was throwing real money, but he didn't want to throw real money in the club mm. for whatever reason. Maybe he's having money problems. Maybe he's just cheap. <laughs> but I feel like he just did not want to make it rain with real money in the club. But he still wants the feeling of making it rain. Yeah, do that money I, up. Yeah, I just think if he, I know we stand way too long on this. Nah, but fuck it, man. We I ain't think, got shit. Yeah, <laughs> don't break. We this only down like twenty angle. minutes in. Nah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think if that was the case, he probably would have got some fake money that looked like real money rather than putting his face on it because you can you can. You could get I don't care what you you could get away with the fake money. The the real fake money. But um yeah, I don't think he wanna went out the way to uh put his whole face on there to say Usher and all that shit to 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 throw like that unless it was some type of promotion. And I didn't even realize that the money does say Usher the Las Vegas residency. Yeah, that, uh, and the TMZ story did say that he ended up spending thousands on the dancers and enjoyed bottle service, which of course he couldn't have used the Usher bucks for. So maybe I'm wrong, man. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I just don't <laughs> feel like he made all this fake money for for virtuous promotion reasons only. But <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, man. Maybe he yeah. got it like that. Maybe it's, he's just above yeah. my my mere thinking. I I just think it's hilarious how people actually pay for fake money i think that's the funniest thing you can do it is buying i I spent like a hundred dollars on some fake money (laughs) (laughs) that's that's just the wildest shit you can think of man (laughs) it really is man and it is silly that we fucking people believe that this shit is real 
you know, a rapper that just got signed throwing bands in the air like it's nothing. Where do you think that, you that, got this money? You think this money's real, man? Strip club. I mean, I ain't trying to blow the cover or nothing, but I'm definitely looking out for the strippers, man. They strip clubs should not let people. I, I think strip clubs should not let people bring money in. I think they should have what? a. I, I think they should have an ATM or some type of uh, bank in there where they get the money from there, so you know uh, it's real. Instead, they do have ATMs and strip clubs, I, and yeah, that, nobody wants to use them because they fucking upcharge you, and that's hey, how strippers get you. You in the strip club, man? It, to me, that to me that kind of point, I'm, that kind of get rid of the possibility of bringing fake money in. Especially if it's a real thing, if it's a um, continuous thing, I I would do that because if you if you going in there to throw a whole bunch of money anyway, a little five dollar ten dollar fee ain't about to break you. You ain't about to be like, oh hell no, never mind. If you going in there to throw racks on racks on racks, that that fucking ATM ain't gonna do shit to you. Figgy as a. Uh... <laughs> As a strip club veteran, I say, fuck that. <laughs> okay. I don't think throwing fake money is a big enough problem for strip clubs to need to do this. I mean, you see a nigga throwing fake money. He ain't going to be allowed in the club again. So there's that. Is it worth risking you getting banned from one of the hottest strip clubs for throwing fake money? It's <laughs> up to that dude. But the strip club ATMs jerk you around, man. They They upcharge you for taking money out i should have to pay money to take my own money out regardless (laughs) i I, i've always hated atm fees i think that shit's criminal regardless but strip clubs they upcharge the hell out of you to get some money out man and the strippers always make you go back they're like well go get some more money i'll I'll take it they'll take your hand i've been there they take (laughs) you by the hand and take you to the atm i'm like nah girl i ain't paying that extra five dollars to take twenty dollars out for a lap dance (laughs) fuck it i'll I'll watch you on stage (laughs) so no i disagree i don't think that's a good idea but but have you been to a point where you brung in rats on rats on top of racks to a strip club of course not yeah i i think that should be banned I, i i think these rappers coming in with with 20 racks in their pockets like that. I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's a bunch of scamming out here and I I wouldn't want to put my strippers through that. So if you, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm just kind of thinking maybe, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe this, the throwing the fake money, not that big of a deal. Maybe, you know, it's one bad apple, but I don't know. It's just, I, I would be pissed, man. I would be pissed as a, um, as an owner, if I own that strip club and some rapper come in throwing fake money, that would piss me the fuck up. I'd be ready to kill that rapper, man. <laughs> that would be annoying, man. But like I said, I don't think that's a big enough problem for most strip clubs, especially the bigger the bigger ones. And 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 yeah, look, look let's be real. Both sides of the game are, are shady when you go into strip clubs, man. Because that's like a edgy part of the law where it's damn near prostitution. Yeah, You know, and there's a lot of seedy stuff. So there's a lot of give and take. The strippers trying to scam niggas and niggas might be trying to scam the strippers. It's just a dirty game, man. Anytime you get involved in sex work, that's a dirty game, man. So I I think the system works as it is, Figgy. (laughs) I say say nay to your proposal about not Mm, bringing mm, racks mm. or bringing your own money. You just sat there and said, Usher brung all this fake money to scam these bitches. But yeah, now, that's you're, Usher. now you want to set a rule for it? <laughs> I'm trying no, to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stop the rule, and you're like, no, <laughs> the system works. <laughs> Figgy, you trying to help the strippers, man? I, I'm advocating for the average Joe. 
who goes to a strip club. I'm trying after to a hard day at work. I'm trying to prevent the people like Usher from going in there and throwing fake man, money. Man, yeah, fuck Usher, man. <laughs> <laughs> the strippers knew the deal about Usher before he walked in the door. Man. That's their fault. They know he got herpes. They're gonna lap, give him a lap dance anyway. That's their fault. <laughs> uh, other things that happened this week. Did you see this whole fight with Kevin Durant and Shannon Sharp? Uh, on Twitter, it was just a back and yeah. forth on Twitter. Yeah, I seen some. So of it. Uh, apparently, Shannon Sharp, uh, he was on Undisputed with Skip, and of course, he is known as the number one LeBron Dick writer in in media right now. I think that's his character. I think he's doing it as a kind of a joke at this point. Yeah, but he he is he is very very serious, uh, at least in front of the camera about his defense of everything LeBron James. And he brought up a quote from Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, it was a fake quote where Kevin Durant supposedly says something like, um, everybody calls uh, LeBron the GOAT, but if I beat the GOAT three times, what does that make me? <laughs> and uh, he's Shannon Sharp said this as if Kevin Durant actually said it. And somebody pointed it out and said, hey, I don't think Kevin Durant actually said this, Shannon. <laughs> And uh, Kevin Durant, who was always on Twitter, mm-hmm. be it five minutes before the game or right after, <laughs> if somebody call him out, he somehow going to see it and reply to it. He, of course, saw this and said, y'all drunk uncle back on TV lying. Why are you making shit up about me? And uh, Shannon Sharp never really backed down. He didn't say sorry for the obviously fake quote that he said on social media. He kind of just le- he said something about. Uh, the time that Kevin Durant tweeted about everybody wanting to join the Heat and he wanted to do it his own way or people being competitive and then he wants to go join the Warriors, so whatever. And and Kevin Durant kept pressing him, man. <laughs> Shannon Sharp backed down. He said, we can have this talk in private. We don't have to have it in public. And uh, Kevin Durant said, you know, you said this in public, so we're going to have this debate in public. And then Shannon Sharp blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Shannon Sharp blocked Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant got upset with a fake quote that uh, Shannon Sharp said Kevin Durant actually said on TV. I know that's confusing, but that's what happened. Yeah. Figgy, do you have any thoughts about this, man? Do you give a shit? Um, I, I think it's hilarious when um, people like that go back and forth. When the athlete and the, uh, I, I guess it's safe to call Shannon Sharp a media personality or reporter. I, I think it's funny when athletes and reporters go back and forth like that. But um, as far as the whole situation, uh, it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant don't he he clearly don't shy down from anybody. He be on Twitter wilding out. He was just wilding out on um what's his name Michael Rappaport, and Michael yeah. Rappaport uh, released I guess his DM or something. He was he got fined for that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's weird because they made a whole topic about that saying, should he fucking play in the league again or what the league should do? It's, it was something wild. I'm just like, man, y'all taking this too damn far. But um, uh, Kevin Durant is very, very sensitive when it comes to um, stuff on social media. And we learned that when he had the burner account. So um I, don't, I I just think it's hilarious, man. It's funny seeing them too. I, and I'm kind of shocked that Shannon Sharp blocked them. He, he don't seem like the blocking type of person to block uh, uh, Kevin Durant. I, I'm sure he'll block some trolls and shit like that, but 
I don't see him. I was shocked that he blocked Kevin Durant like that. Yeah, I was too, man. I feel like it's one thing to not apologize and stand on what you say, even though what Shannon Sharp is clearly in the wrong here, man. Yeah, he definitely. Was. He should have said my bad. There's no reason. Yeah, he should have said my fault, man. I still disagree with what you did or what, whatever. But he he could have said my bad for saying the fake quote. He kind of doubled up on it and then told Kevin Durant to talk to him in private. And yeah. I hate when people say that. Yeah. The, the fight starts in public. Then suddenly niggas want to act like, oh, we can fight about this if you want. Like, yeah. We going we, we gonna to handle it. We, we going to see you. I'm going to see you one day in person. <laughs> we can talk about it. Stephen A. Smith does that shit, too. Like, well, I'm going to see you in person one day. <laughs> that shit's goofy, man. It, you, you can have words and, and have an argument online. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, yeah. Shannon Sharp blocking him was weak. Yeah. That was super weak, man. If yeah. you're going to play this character that you're playing right now, play it all the way. Yeah. Don't don't get super serious when the smoke's on you when somebody calls you out for some wrong you did. Yeah, he should have just apologized. Should- all he had to do was say, My bad, dog. Uh, you know, I thought that I thought you said that for real. Yeah. He kept it moving. Remember, we ain't bring this up last week, but remember when DMX <laughs> he was on with Fat Man Scoop on Instagram Live and he said, um, I think Fat Man Scoop was giving his top twenty rappers and he named Lloyd mm-hmm. Banks. DMS was like Lloyd Banks Lloyd Banks Give me four bars From Lloyd Banks That you remember Four bars Give me two Give me two He was just like Shitting He was pretty much Calling Lloyd Banks ass And so Lloyd Banks He ended up tweeting Like damn That's what happened When um, I don't come to the studio When you want me to Blah 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 So Lloyd Banks You could tell Lloyd Banks Was kind of Salty about that But then uh, DMS uh, he ended up getting on Instagram. I think he posted on his Instagram story and said, "Hey, Lloyd, Banks, my bad. I I wasn't talking about you. I got you confused. I I was talking about Tony Yayo. <laughs> you remember that? You don't remember yes, that? Yes, that's. <laughs> I, I saw I saw it get tweeted. I don't remember it happening, but that's hilarious. yeah, yeah. So he he said, "My bad. I'm you know I'm a real I'm a real nigga. So I you know I apologize for that. I I I didn't mean that." I was thinking of Lloyd Bank. I, I was thinking of Tony Yayo. <laughs> that shit was so fucking hilarious, man. And, of course, Tony Yayo started calling him a crackhead and all of this course. other shit. Yeah, but that was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> Only DMS that can is. do some shit like that. Of course. And get away with it, man. <laughs> That's funny. RIP DMX still, man. Can't believe that shit. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, all you gotta do is apologize and say you were wrong. But and, and sidebar, Shannon Sharp is like, he has got. I, I'll admit, I enjoyed him when the gimmick was new. The Henny and Miles thing was kind of funny at first. Him wearing the goat mask after LeBron dropped a dope performance in the playoffs was funny at first. <laughs> it's stale now, man. I yeah. honestly think he's very annoying at this point. I, I understand Skip has made a living being a LeBron hater. And I guess the show feels like they need a LeBron dick rider to balance it out. But I, I really miss, and I'll say this, man, because I, I was watching some old first take clips. I miss Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Me too. I miss, they were the perfect couple for this type of show, man. Because mm-hmm. you had Stephen A. Smith who was loud, but he actually said things he believed in. And Skip would just say things that were so outrageous, you can't believe anybody believed in. Yeah, and so, that would piss Stephen it, A. Smith off. Yes, and Stephen A. Smith would get so upset, but they still like they they're cool with each other. So yeah. it was like a brotherhood thing. They actually on. tried to bring that show. They tried to bring Steve um uh, um Skip Bayless back, 
But yeah, he ended up signing I a new contract. He ended up signing a new contract. I thought that was kind of. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, damn, y'all go kick Max Kellerman off and just bring back Skip? They, no, they should. Max Kellerman sucks, man. And <laughs> I say this as a boxing fan who used to like him. He he was okay before he joined First Take. He tries too hard on First Take. And I don't think this character is him. It, it doesn't work. It, it's just not a good. Yeah. And you could tell Skip and Max don't really fuck with each other, too. That's one thing that <laughs> kills the chemistry. They don't fuck with each other like that, man. You could tell. You mean Stephen A and Max? Yeah, Stephen and my bad. Stephen A and Max Kellerman, you could tell they don't fuck with each other like that, man. You could tell that whole show is weird, man. Molly, I, I don't know if Molly's been on in a while, but Molly don't like anybody. Stephen A don't like Max. I don't think Max likes Stephen A. It, it, it's a weird chemistry with that show, man. It needs to yeah. go. I don't, go some I don't know if that show going to last too long. It, like I haven't watched that show in a very long time, and I don't. Really, I, it's been the, a minute. The only time I do check it out just to see if they gonna say anything about the Texans or something like that. But outside of that, man, I I, I can't watch that show. I can't watch the one with Skip and Shannon. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it maybe it been a it been a nice little ride for them shows, but those shows are not that interesting. Now, I don't know. If, I don't know if it just got too personal and too goofy, too silly. But I, I kind of don't want to watch them type of shows now. I agree that they got tired, but I still think those shows are some of the highest rated ones on those networks. Um, Because all the like that, that changed the scope. That's saying a lot. When, <laughs> no, it, it, it was honestly besides games. And no, shit, no, I'm, I'm just talking wondering. about like original content. Yeah, I just, I just think there's no good. There's I mean. There's no real good shows on ESPN to me. Exactly. So, those, so by default, those probably are the, the highest rated shows on it. Yeah. The and, and I'm not saying that means that because they're good. I'm just saying like because the other shows are so bad that those are the highest rated shows on the station probably. Original content at least. So I don't know, man. And it, it kind of reminds me of remember when uh, not Mario, who was the first fucking show where they had dna tests and shit who was that jerry springer jerry springer okay remember when jerry jerry springer was new and it was we all fuck with jerry springer we all was watching uh, we were like, get out with our cousins and yeah. watch jerry it's springer a real when talk came show on in the day. yes mm-hmm. and then every show became like jerry springer and it got so boring and so outrageous and it was clearly actors doing the shit that we didn't care about it no more that's kind of what first take and undisputed have become man it yeah. was new and funny and cool at first, but now every show does that it's now. It's a gimmick. So yeah. now, yeah, we so, don't care. Yeah, about now it. you got the uh, uh, what's his name, Marcellus Wiley. Yes, and, first things first. Not nah, first things uh, first. Uh, speak for I, yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself. And then you you got the uh, Coward Show. Um, Ka- yes. Colin Coward Show. And, and by the way, I was I was watching that clip uh, um, <laughs> where Levar Ball was on there. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was so fucking hilarious, man. How she how she jumped in and he didn't even look her way. Stay in your way. <laughs> I'm scared. Dog, of you. In that one in that one interview, Lavar Ball dropped some of the greatest quotables in TV history. He said that ether about what was his name? Uh, the, uh Jason, Jason Whitlock. He said the only thing Jason Whitlock can tell me is about snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then the girl gonna say, "So, oh, you're um, you're shaming uh, women and people about their weight." <laughs> 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 he like, 
He's like, I ain't say nothing about this weight. I ain't saying nobody about their weight. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Levar, I miss Levar, man. Levar need his own because he ESPN. <laughs> I think they banned him yeah. because he said something rude to Molly, Molly. or somebody. Yeah, yeah. So they banned him. He needs his own platform or show somewhere, man, because he's too fucking funny. Yeah. That was one of the greatest moments. He was on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) The FS1 performance, this nigga was on Monday Night Raw, and that was crazy. (laughs) That whole era was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. You got to bring LeVar Ball back, man. Don't cancel LeVar. That that was hilarious. (laughs) So what else is going uh, on? Oh yeah, you brought you, so- <laughs> you brought this up. Uh Cameron dissed uh Derek Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I guess uh Derek Jackson, who we all found out about a couple weeks ago, um, as a relationship guru, quote unquote, uh, did some kind of tribute on Instagram uh, saying RIP DMX and has some pictures of him. And Cameron, for some reason, just went out on this dude. <laughs> he said, uh, this nigga been low since he got caught cheating. Now he want to resurface with this post. I know slash new ex personally. He don't fuck with your kind, homie. Don't try and use a sympathy card, nigga. <laughs> fuck out of here. Go figure out how to lie, trick more women and shit on niggas on your own, nigga. <laughs> Hashtag Klaus chasing. Then Derek Jackson replied. I didn't see this part. It's getting interesting now. He said, big homie, you acting like I cheated on you. This ain't the type of event to use to voice your hurt feelings about me. Respect this brother's legacy and his family more than you're doing right now. And Cameron hit back. And he said, you should never, you should have never, never tried to talk crazy when me and my ex broke up. Our time was just up. I ain't get caught cheating, lying, etc. You the biggest clout chaser I seen, nigga. You only seen this because the Shade Room posted it. You're going to have to find a new gig because I'm going to keep reminding niggas what you are and what you are about. Somebody should told you how I play my nigga. And fuck out of here with the man's legacy, quote unquote. Shit, you don't care. You just looking for something to post where people don't remind you of the foul nigga you are, Waldo. I don't know what that means. <laughs> So, what do you think about this spat between Cameron and Derek Jackson that kind of just came out of nowhere? Man, I love Petty Cameron, man. Petty <laughs> Petty Cameron is hilarious. And I don't know if he dead serious where he really got a beef with him. He could literally, literally be sitting there saying, man, I'm a clown this nigga until he delete his page. He's that type of dude. That That's a, like, I, I don't know if you grew up during the ranking session days where uh, you be around your homies and y'all just have a ranking session. Y'all just rank on each other clothes. He's from that cloth. He he could probably do that shit all night. So um, it's just funny him out of nowhere, by the way, too, because I forgot about this nigga, Derrick Jackson, to be honest. But um, just him coming out of nowhere during the DMX shit. And said, hey, nigga, no, you can't post this. We ain't forget about you. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I did forget about the dude. But (laughs) I I just thought that was fucking... At first, I thought it was random. Like, damn, why is he just picking this dude apart? But um, when Cameron replied again and said, "Um, you should have never tried to talk to me crazy when my ex broke up. 
And um, I should have did some research on what um, Derek Jackson said. Because uh, remember, the, the breakup was a little weird for Cameron and um, Juju. Remember, he said yeah. it wasn't f- the relationship wasn't fun anymore. And he, he got a lot of flat from a lot of women. <laughs> Pretty much saying that he was corny and childish and all this other shit. So I'm mm-hmm. sure Derek Jackson probably said he, he probably was right with the women. Saying, oh, yeah, a real man shouldn't, you know, uh, break up with you because it's not fun. And, he pro- you know, he probably being a relationship guru he is but um i love petty cam man petty cam is hilarious yeah i'm looking for some background info because it does sound like from his reply that they have some kind of past and something happened with uh <laughs> Ju- maybe i guess when he broke up with juju he said something but <laughs> i don't know i can't find it now so whatever but yeah it is pretty funny man and <laughs> Cameron, Cameron always tells somebody he he got that Harlem style. He mentioned this on the Drink Champs episode, where like he he's from the culture where people just said fucked up things to each other all the time. Yeah, and sometimes it was to the point where you couldn't tell somebody was being serious or not. <laughs> but it was always be joking, but people would say shit that's super personal, and that's just how they joke. Yeah, so. Like he he was definitely from that era of the ranking sessions and shit, man. So yeah, yeah. And I'm not I, surprised you came at him. Yeah, I kind of grew up in them days too, where um, niggas are rank on you so bad to the point you have to leave. You get yeah. so you either ready to fight or you make somebody cry and leave. <laughs> so I I understood exactly what he was talking about in that drink champs, and um, some people can't handle that shit. Some niggas be ready to fight. Some niggas be aff- uh, offended. But you really gotta have strong skin to deal with niggas like that. Like don't don't come in here with a tight shirt or some some fucked up shoes. They're gonna be talking about the shoes all day. <laughs> but um Yeah. Yeah, did uh you, we talked about it last week briefly, uh, um the the Drink Champs um interview with Cam. And uh did you hear that story about Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne? Fish uh Yes. <laughs> that was the funniest story. In that and that whole podcast has some funny stories, but that shit had me damn near about to pull the car over. I had to fucking double over laughing. Dog, I had to rewind that shit and listen to it again. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say your name is? Your name is Larry. Your name is Larry. Oh, that shit was killing me, man. Yeah. <laughs> he like, no, no, your name is Larry. <laughs> yeah. He said Cam and then was uh, Cam and Jim was talking to him, talking about how they trying to get in the movies and all this other shit. <laughs> and one of his homeboys kept calling him fucking Larry. Because <laughs> he heard that he hates the name Larry. He changed his name from Lawrence to, to from Larry to Lawrence. Yeah. And he hates when people call him Larry. <laughs> your name is Larry. Hey, Larry. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Then Cam said after a while, uh, he was like, he was like, man, this nigga ain't even listening. All right, Larry. And he started calling him Larry. <laughs> he, said, he said Lawrence got up and I, I guess he pointed to him or something and just took off like he's about to go get something. And mind you, they was at the fucking airport, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was the funniest story I ever heard, man. Yeah, that was so and random. He, <laughs> <laughs> and he remembered it so vividly too, man. Yes. And then he said that eventually they they met Lauren, uh, Lauren Larry. I'm gonna call him Larry. Lawrence Fishburne later on before after Dipset popped off, 
And then Lawrence Fishburne saw him and said, "We, I'm a big fan, man. I love your music." He didn't remember that shit. <laughs> he remember he was the same niggas that called him Larry in the airport for no reason. <laughs> man, that was fucking hilarious, man. Like I, I like wait if we ever run into Lawrence. I like wait want to call him Larry just from that. Uh, yeah, I ain't gonna call him Larry, <laughs> man. That's the disrespectful to a. Black. Your name is Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people are actually doing that to him now. Larry Lawrence Fishburne too old for that shit. Now. Maybe when he was <laughs> he probably don't boy, care. Fuck yeah. around because this was not, this was in the nineties. So yeah. you know he was the man um, in the nineties. Yeah. So he was getting there. He, he, he was getting he there. probably ready to rumble. But that's that's that ranking shit I've been talking about. If if a nigga find out your real name and it's something is Clarence or something goofy, mm. they will fucking call you that and that will be your real name for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he ain't June, but he le- he fucking Clarence. That's Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's uh, how niggas begin nicknames in the hood, man. Yeah, like we we had some of the craziest nick nicknames. It was it was um shout out to my dude. We call him Name N A M E Name. And the only reason we called him name is because it used to be a, um, I want to say it was a crackhead in the hood who used to do some weird dance, some funny dance, but nobody knew his name. So we used to call that crackhead name. And so uh, our friend name did that same exact dance. And so we was laughing like crazy. So we started calling him name. So now he's name. Yeah. That's his, that's, that's what he, he a grown ass man now. <laughs> and we call him and he go by the name name. And it ain't nothing he made up. <laughs> so it, it's all type of w- w- weird names, how, <laughs> how they got them. Yeah. <laughs> so just one, one, and once it sticks, man, you ain't shaking it, too. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, even rappers, <laughs> talk about they didn't like the rap name at first. It was something they got called and eventually yeah. just went by it. So Yeah, I didn't like the name Figgy. Funny. I ain't like the name yeah. Figgy at all. <laughs> and it just, it just stuck where, you know, the more you don't like it, the more niggas call you that. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, it, it kind of stuck with me. My name is Jose Figueroa. Nigga, you Figgy. <laughs> figgy! <laughs> ah, figgy! Figgy! <laughs> Your name is Figgy. Yeah. And then, w- once once the whole start calling me Figgy, I'm like, all right, all right it, it's not too mm. bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it go, man. That always changes the whole mood of everything. Yeah. All right, for this next topic, which I just remembered happened, so we got to talk about it, too. I need you to cue up a song, man. I need you to cue up uh, Big Daddy Kang, Young, Gifted, and Black, <laughs> because we have to have a uh, black discussion, and we need some powerful music in the background, because there is a word that we're apparently not allowed to say anymore. Uh-oh. Okay, yes. Maybe you heard about this. This happened last week. We didn't talk about this. I think it might have happened after the, before the podcast or after. I can't remember. We didn't talk about it. So, yes, turn it up. We call an individual into existence. And when that individual... Yes, brothers. All my nation brothers. Happy Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Assalamualaikum. We are black kings. According to King Kyrie, we cannot say the N-word no more. You are not a nigger. You are not a nigger. You are a king. We are kings, brothers. 
<laughs> yes, but put, put that big daddy cane up. Let's do this, but like, does he sound like a nigga to you? Huh? Does he sound like a nigga to you? <laughs> How dare you use that word? Colonize my word. Slur against a black man. We are black kings. We came from gods. We are we are gods. Okay? The black man is God. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah. It's mathematics, nigga. I mean, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I had to go into that with some inspirational black music because I, I, if y'all didn't see, Kyrie got into a fight with Dennis Schroeder during a game. Kyrie Irving, he got into a spat with uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, at one point, apparently, uh, 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 Dennis told him to calm down, nigga. He said, damn, you nigga. You can see, he said, damn, <laughs> nigga, calm down. And because Kyrie's getting all up in his face, it was something, some off the, some yeah. kind of play that were fucking, I guess Dennis got tripped or something happened. Mm-hmm. It was a little scuffle. Uh, Kyrie got on his face. He said, damn, nigga. And Kyrie <laughs> got very upset after he said, nigga. He <laughs> said, watch your fucking mouth. Don't call me that. Kyrie, who is now a Muslim, by the way. I did not know that. That's yeah. that was the funny. After that, I, I did not know that. I seen him say. Uh, I think he tweeted, "Praise the Allah." Yes. I'm like, what? he tweeted. He, he tweeted before this post, which you're gonna get into in a minute. He said, "All praises to God in parentheses, Allah." I pray this world finally cleanses itself from the inside. God has seen enough from these devils running around here, confusing and dividing people up. The brainwashing, indoctrination, and conditioning that we all went through is coming to an end. Okay, brother Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> and and now after that whole thing where he got mad at Dennis Schroeder for calling him a nigga, he posted this on Twitter. He said, "The N word is a derogatory racial slur!" Exclamation mark. It will never be a term of endearment reclaimed or flipped <laughs> never forget his foul and true history in all caps exclamation mark throw that n-word out the window <laughs> right alongside all the other racist words used to describe my people we are not slaves or ends he said <laughs> ends not the n word <laughs> so figgy how do you feel knowing we are no longer allowed to say nigga you cannot say the n-word anymore what what do you think about this new woke Kyrie, who is now so woke he he hates people black people saying the n word at this point? Nigga, that shit is all just play. to me, I was I was I was kind of shocked, man, because I I knew he was um I knew Kyrie was woke, but I didn't know he was Muslim woke. So that was really breaking news to me. I I had no idea, and this. It's kind of funny, and I, I hate to be the person that say, "Oh, he was just doing this last year," or, you know, I, I feel like I, I feel like celebrities, especially celebrities, they, sh- we should give them the benefit of the doubt to change, because we, you know, we all had a past and we all grow from it. We change. There's some people that used to be out here doing whatever, and they become um, re- super religious where they don't do that anymore. So I, I do give him the benefit of the doubt, but it seemed like it was a 180, man. It seemed like a couple months ago he wasn't even like this. And all of a sudden he, he got offended from this word that nope, I feel like nobody knew he was even this way. 
So uh, to me, it was really breaking news to see he was, you know, Muslim. And the only thing I could think of was him being on that boat with a bunch of white women. So yeah. that, that's the first thing I thought about. And I'm, I, I seen a lot of people bringing that up. A lot of people was bringing up the video of him hooping, saying nigga. But uh, I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt, man. I, I feel like people can change. If he's really serious about this, I you know, salute to him, man. He, he fighting a good fight. But uh, it's, we too far down the rabbit hole to stop this word at this point, man. <laughs> if we was going to stop it, we should have stopped it in the fucking 60s. <laughs> we should have stopped it before we get made it popular and made it cool and made it a slang word. So I, I, in 2021, man, it's it, it'd be damn near impossible to get rid of this word for real, for real. You hear it all day long. We, I can't. I, I think I do a good job not saying it as much because I, you know, I work around nothing but white people. So uh, me, I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big believer of not using that word around white people. Yeah. To me, when you use that word around white people, they feel more comfortable enough to use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, there's no way in hell you can use that word around me like that. So I, that's one of the reasons I don't use it around white people. I use it around us. I, I say it on this podcast all day long, but um, it's, it's no way in hell you could just get rid of that word all of a sudden. And I, I, I get it. It's a fight. It, to me, To me, trying to get rid of that word is trying to get – it's like trying, when people try to get other people to recycle. You, you, everybody in this world is not going to recycle. You still going to have people littering and – Throwing trap, throwing everything in one bucket. So, uh, cool for him, man. But I just thought it was super random that I f- uh, we all found out he was Muslim <laughs> all of a sudden, and it was literally a, a a year ago where he wasn't even like that. So, uh, if he in a better space, I, I I think that's I think that's good for him. But. I, I, me personally, I don't know how long he gonna be playing in the league. I could see him just dipping out at some point. He already taking a whole bunch of day, uh, games off yeah. for no reason. So I could see him retiring super early and just being a Muslim. I guess. Yeah, man. I, I gotta say, and, and yeah, of course you you want to believe this is a sincere coming from Kyrie, and it probably is in his mind. But Kyrie has become like a caricature of himself at this point, man. He's become what people used to parody Muslims and, and woke black people to be in movies and shit, man. Like he he is the parody of a, a woke black person at this point. He's hitting all the check marks. Suddenly Muslim. It's yeah. Like we all got homeboys who suddenly went woke. And suddenly talk about the math, supreme mathematics, and black people are kings and gods. And we we all know somebody or have been around somebody who just switched up for no reason. We all thought it was weird. Like yeah. he read a book one day and suddenly changed completely, and now he's Muslim. Yeah. Kyrie is a hundred percent that person now, man. <laughs> he 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 read a I, I don't know because I think this usually comes from some kind of guilt. Even Malcolm X led a life of crime before he went to the Nation of Islam. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it comes from guilt sometimes. Maybe he had a bad experience with a white woman and it <laughs> turned him into a radical black man. What, Kyrie? I don't know. 
Yes, Kyrie, yeah. not not Malcolm X. I'm talking yeah. about Kyrie. I, I I could honestly see that because he was dating a lot of white women. I, if yes. I'm not mistaken, he had a white girlfriend at one point. I could see once that George Floyd stuff kicked off and. She probably is like, well, he should have been, <laughs> he should have complied with the cops or something. Yeah, it probably could have rubbed him the wrong way. So I, I could, I could totally see that. I think something like that may have happened, man, because the way he he's going so extreme with it that it it seems to be happening somehow out of guilt. It, it, we saw some of this back when he was arguing about the uh, the uh, uh, the NBA logo should be changed to Kobe. And I understood that because he was very close to Kobe. He took Kobe's death very hard. But he, the way he was talking, his reasoning for it, he was saying that it should be changed to Kobe because black people built this league and black people are kings and, and the king should be representing the league. His reasoning was very the verbiage. not just yes. Yeah. The way he was talking, I'm like, wait a minute, Kyrie. You really going down this road now, dog? Yeah, because this wasn't the first time we had this conversation that Kobe should be the logo. Yes. But he had it in a different way, saying, you yes. know, black people are kings. And if you know a Muslim, they all talk like that. <laughs> hey, we all are kings. You And they address, they don't say, the, they don't say nigga. They say yes. king or, you know. King, so. brother, God, yeah, God, son, shit yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that 5% or uh, black Muslim, nation of Islam type stuff, man. And and he's been going down that road. I, I don't know if he just read a few books or got in touch with somebody. Maybe that guy from uh, Professor Griff on <laughs> The Public Enemy. Maybe they had a talk. I don't know, man. But he has completely done a 180 and, and now gone completely into, you know, the, the type of dude we used to make fun of, man. Like, really, nigga, you this woke now. And the N-word, I'm not going to debate that. We... That debate is played out at this point, man. Yeah. It's, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. This fight has been lost a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the N-word, just don't say it. But It's it's way too far down the rabbit hole yes, now. now it's, it's too late You got now, You got certain um, Hispanics or Spanish people using it, and it's, it's, that's a whole nother debate itself. Yeah. Who should use it and all this other shit. But, um, yeah, it's way far down the line, man. There's it's no way you can stop everyone for using it or ban it somehow yeah i'm not i'm not saying i disagree with everything that you know the black muslim black nationalist people i guess that they will call themselves would say man like yes i I think a lot of it is building up a damaged self-consciousness of being descendants of slaves and being fucked up in a racist country i get it but the way Kyrie just strikes me as somebody who just I don't. I don't want to say he's doing it for clout because I don't even don't care about that. But it's just, it, 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 I don't know. It's yeah. hard to explain. It's hard to explain. But something about him is just annoying, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious because Dennis Schroeder, he um, who, who is a black Ger- um, he's from Germany, a yeah. black dude from Germany, by the way. And that was a whole nother debate if he should be using it for real. Yes. For real. I I don't care about that, but um. I feel like if the league or every uh, people in in that circle or people players knew how woke Kyrie was or knew where his mind is, I felt like he wouldn't have said that. I I, I, I felt like I felt like Dennis probably wouldn't have said that to him. And I'm sure I, I'm sure that was a reaction thing for him because you know we use nigga you know without even thinking 
we might not even realize we said that, but um, you know how you be around somebody that's religious, super religious, or somebody that's Muslim, and you you kind of watch what you say, you kind of clean up of what you say. You you don't use certain words. I feel like if everyone knew this was the new Kyrie, and he was serious about it, I, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't, you know, talk as much towards him in that way. I actually, and maybe I'm just thinking a different way. I think it's the opposite. I think if people knew that this word got under Kyrie's skin like that, they would say it more. Think about it. If I'm in the playoffs playing against the Nets, which is already an unfair cheating team damn near at this point, if I could get under, if I could get Kyrie ejected just by calling him a nigga, I'm calling him a nigga every time he comes up the floor, dog. <laughs> when he makes a free throw, you're going to miss this nigga. <laughs> he comes crouching down, I got you, nigga. I'm calling him that until he gets ejected, man. So I guess the bigger question should be, should the NBA ban the word? You know, you, you sometimes you hear it a lot when the TV can't censor it. Yeah. <laughs> and with these empty stadiums, too, you hear a lot of cuss words. You hear a lot of niggas being thrown around. So yeah. the question, because I remember this being brought up uh, at one point during Colin Kaepernick. I forget the context, but I remember there was a, a rumor that he got fined or somebody got fined. I think it was Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, before the, he became Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I, I think uh, there was a, a rumor about him getting fined for saying nigga yeah. at one point in a game. And people were wondering, should you find black people for saying nigga? And now I guess a conversation, conversation could be. Should you ban nigga from NBA games? Should somebody yeah. be penalized, rejected for saying nigga? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be real, man. I, I know, I know they're playing in the moment uh, when they play a game. They're in the moment, so you can't help what you say sometimes. But should you really be cussing like that during a game? Like, should that? Yes. Should that really be a a, a rule, especially if you somebody like the NBA and and you trying to you trying to market towards a, a a family type of crowd, like I'm not saying you should ban it. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't cuss at all. But to me, to me, it don't make sense for you to just ban the N word. You like if you want to go like so you so they can say anything else, but they but the N word is where they cross the line. They they can't say that. You might as well take out everything for real, for real. Like, if you won't let them cuss, let them cuss. <laughs> well, I think it's more of a thing. And I think the empty stadiums just kind of exacerbated it. I think there's a lot of a dirty talk in sports, period. Yeah. Uh, football, you can't hear shit yeah. unless they're mic'd up. And even then, they're not going to unrelease. They're not going to release the real dirty shit from the mic'd up session. That comes out after the game. Yeah. So, uh and another thing with the basketball, the, the arena is so fucking loud. Number one, with the fucking music playing at all times, and then the crowd getting hyped, you're never going to hear what these players are really saying. But the players all know. Yeah. And, and sometimes you see some beef brewing because of something somebody said that we never heard, so we didn't even know yeah. what it was. Yeah, you know they got to be cussing or something because yeah. they're not getting that mad at somebody for not even, you know, for, for saying they breath stink <laughs> or something. Remember when? <laughs> remember when Kevin, uh, not Kevin Durant, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett yeah. said that Charlie Nueva, Villanueva looked like a cancer patient. 
<laughs> and Charles Nueva got Bill Nueva. I keep messing up the fucking name. Bill Nueva. He got he got upset, and then <laughs> and then Kevin Garant, Garnett. Fuck, I keep messing up the fucking names, man. <laughs> Kevin Garnett said, uh, "I said he's a cancer to his team." <laughs> I didn't say he had cancer. And this man, by the way, had no facial hair or any hair. He at all. have he nothing. Had, he, yeah, he had a condition. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett says some wild shit. Remember, he was fucking with Carmelo Anthony. Yep, white tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Yep, yeah, Remember that the good old days. Yeah, you ain't got you ain't got people like that in the league now because nah. you used to have the Gary Paytons who would talk about your fat mama <laughs> in your face. <laughs> and then you had the uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett's. And you ain't really got people like that. So I guess Dennis Rodman tried to rape you during the game, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he uh, man, he had Alonzo Mourning terrified, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you I get I guess I could see Kyrie getting super pissed at that. Because I guess nobody would be talking trash like that. I guess a damn nigga could rub him the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That could be true, man. So I don't know. I don't know where the league will go. I don't think that's going to be a big deal for them. Though. I think. Yeah, I think that's opening up um, Pandora's box. If you just try to ban one word like that, you can't say yeah. a word on the court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I agree, man. Um, to wrap it up, I guess we can get into some what a bro knows, man. Uh, do you want to talk about this game tweet? Yeah. <laughs> or do you want yeah. there there's two possible subjects. I guess we'll just cover them both what? real quick. Uh the first going off with the uh the game. The game, of course, is just I he used to be known for rap. Believe it or not, <laughs> the game used to actually make good music and he used to make it often. Now he just seems to get attention from tweeting crazy shit and putting Pandering. up crazy Instagram shit on to, to get a reaction. And the game tweeted this. Maybe it's it's for women and I don't know feminists. <laughs> he said, "Why?" Actually, it's not even a feminist take, but we'll get into that and why it is. He tweeted, "Why she got to pay half the rent? She giving you half the pussy or something? Niggas kill me. We ban that word. The game. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, real men have always taken care of shelter, providing and protecting. If you ain't got it." Go get it. Um, then he put on Instagram. I, I think that's him. He said, if you're lucky enough to land an independent woman who works her ass off and still come comes home to cook, clean, take care of kids and go crazy sexually with a K, uh, <laughs> let her stack what she can, what she make in case y'all need it one day and still handle everything as a man. Everybody different, but it just ain't in me to let my woman share the worry of paying for anything. I feel good carrying that load and I'm not changing. The term I got a baby, don't worry about it, makes most women's soul smile. Heart warm and vagina get more moist than perfect toll house cookies. But what do I know? <laughs> he's, what? He sounds like he's speaking from a woman point of view. Really, though? <laughs> like, how do you know? How do you know that, that make them moist? <laughs> like, okay. Is is game wrong here, man? I, I want to get your take because I, I I feel like, and I don't necessarily agree. Like, look, if you, a man, fucking the economy's tough, man. But Chris, I think we're all raised with the mentality that we should be taking care of our woman to an extent. But what what is your thoughts on this, man? You're the married man, so we'll get your thoughts first, Piggy. What what do you think about this? Um, I 
I don't think he's wrong for what he's saying, but I hate that. I hate when people use the term real men. Like, nah, it, like just because you got money to take care of a woman don't mean that to me, that don't make you a real man. You could still be a piece of shit with money and, you know, buying a woman anything she wants. But that don't make you a real man. I think I think it depends on your current situation. I'm to me, I I guess maybe he talking about the ain't shit niggas who try to shack up with a woman and try to get over on a woman or something. But any any woman I don't think any woman would sit there and say, hey, nah, um, I like you. I love everything you do. And I see you trying hard, but I'm not I'm not helping you pay any of these bills. Like, nah, that's, you're not a real man to me at that point. I don't think a woman is saying that. And I think it's a lot of relationships that both of the couples, you know, pay everything to to make sure they're good. Isn't you know I, I think I think any man if if every if a lot of men had a lot of money all the money in the world for their significant other of course they don't want their significant other to work I, I'm sure if you had all the money in the world you had a woman of your dreams you wouldn't want her working I'm I'm sure you will cover everything and make sure she's good and you know I I would do the same thing but everyone don't have that type of situation. I think it's all about protecting and providing. It, it, it providing means you know keeping your um you know your home safe, making sure everything is good. I th- I think that's a win. I just I just hate when people use the term "oh, real men pay everything." Like nah, it's some it's some it's some rich niggas out here that that could pay everything, but that means they're 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 real men. So I, I just hate that part. I, I see what he's saying because, you know, growing up, the, the guys did, you know, take care of the house. But back in those times, back in the day, the uh, you had the women staying at home and, you know, watching the kids and all that stuff. They wasn't out here working. So I think these times are different now. And I, I mean, it's one thing if if you had a woman who uh, who, you know, who stayed at home to take care of everything and you pay for everything. If if that's part of your agreement, cool. But we in a day and age where women want to work. It's not a thing where they have to work. They they want to work. They want to get out and make more money. So I don't think it's a thing where um, you're less of a man if you, if you can't pay every single bill on your check. It's just, to, to me, I, I, I just think that's a sorry excuse. Yeah, man, it comes from somebody who's clearly had money for a while. And of course, why would somebody like a supposed rich rapper like the game? Why would he need a woman to go in half on rent? You know, she would look at him crazy like, nigga, you sold millions of records. You can't pay rent on your own. So I understand his mentality, I guess, coming from himself. But like you said, you know, times have changed. (laughs) And I have seen plenty of women now who really do because i used to innately think that every woman wants to stay home yeah. and, and not work and i do know some women who yeah. who would rather that but i also know women who legitimately want to work like they want to work all the time they want to get further in their career i think jasmine's like that i don't think jasmine could be a stay-at-home mother at this point i think I, she's very career yeah. focused i think to, a lot to, of women like that man a lot of women always talk about i just want to ri- give me a rich nigga so i ain't got to work mm-hmm. 
But if they had that dude, they couldn't just stay at home and cook and clean yeah. and take care of the kids. They would they would want to do something. <laughs> exactly. And some women they're they're a lot more career focused and they want to have their own. They want to pay for their own car. They want to pay for their own bills. They don't want to depend on a man for these things. Because here's the thing, and this is what fucked up a lot of women. When a relationship don't work out and a woman has not been working for years because she's been taken care of by her man and then things don't work out, either he cheats or the relationship just falls apart for whatever reason, the woman's kind of left ass out at that point because she hasn't built a career. She has no way to get real money. And she sacrificed years of her life just being a stay-at-home mom who had all her stuff taken care of. And now suddenly the (laughs) safety net is gone and you're screwed. Shout out out to Diddy and Cassie. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But she's got set up by somebody else quick. Yeah. And plus, I think she's good anyway, but she damn near sacrificed her music career. Uh, I'm not saying her music. Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere anyway. Yeah, but she (laughs) she literally ain't do a damn thing. (laughs) Since she's mm-hmm. been with Diddy. <laughs> Basically. They've been together for like 15 years. <laughs> a long ass time. <laughs> no kids, no <laughs> ring, no nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it, man. <laughs> but she hey, she was there. She was always on the scene with Diddy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just, I mean, if he feels that way, whatever. I don't really care about what the game says no more. Like, the nigga got a butterfly. He was on fucking, what was that show called? Uh, that. Change of heart. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a male stripper. Yeah. So don't ain't no male stripper gonna tell me how I should live my life and be in a relationship, nigga. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here, the game. It's funny. He got he he up there. Um did you see the list of corny dudes that um social media was promoting? So Nuh-uh. they they said him, it was game, um Nick Cannon. And I, uh, they said it was game. Nick Cannon, Bow Wow, and Meek Mill. <laughs> what did Nick Cannon do? No, I don't know. they just consider <laughs> him corny, <laughs> just a corny, no, fair enough, a corny guess, dude. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even. Him in there. I wouldn't put him in there either. He's like he's he's not the smoke weed and go to a strip club type of dude. But I'm. Shit, I would rather look up to somebody like Nick Cannon because he he been doing this thing for years, yeah. and he get all the good looking women. So I I would consider him corny, but they they had him on that list, and I think somebody might have said switch Nick Cannon for Meek Mill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so. definitely. I wouldn't put Nick Cannon up there, but yeah, that game is definitely up there. And I used to be a fan of Game Man. Doctor's Advocate is one of my favorite albums. Like I hate to see. It here's this is gonna sound fucked up, but part of me is kind of I'm not gonna say glad, but I think we were fortunate to lose some rappers when we did. Mm. It's gonna sound fucked up, <laughs> but imagine Tupac at 50. Yeah. Imagine Biggie at 50. They'll probably be corny ass niggas at this point too, man. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like at least they died in their prime, so we can remember them in their prime. The game we gonna remember him for shit like this yeah. at this point. And Until I, he dies, and we'll pick him up in good times. Yeah, and I and I, I I always say that about Tupac because a lot of people always bring up the take, oh, if Tupac was here, rap wouldn't be the same, or rap wouldn't be how it is now. I think Tupac would have had his run, and once that run was over, he would be 
up he'll be there with the um other 90s rappers i yep. think he'll be up ice cube snoop yeah he'd be in that snoop ice cube category i, I think tupac would have been a little different because he was getting into the acting but i think people he he i think he definitely would have been more a more uh more of an ice cube uh a, 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 i guess better ice cube i guess yeah, because he, he was he, he was doing this he was starting to do his thing with the acting so, so I think he would have been more relevant but as far as somebody like Biggie I think he would have been he would have been with the Rockhams and the you know the people like that and the the washed up New York rappers I guess yeah they, they would have some cringy tweets in 2021 I feel man especially Tupac Tupac talked a lot yeah uh, and I think Biggie would have retired early I think Biggie was if you listen to his interviews he knew that he couldn't be rapping for much longer because there was gonna be a new nigga soon who was gonna be and people he knew he knew how rappers aged, so I mm. think he was smart enough. So I think after a while he probably would have somewhat stepped away from the rap game. I think but, he would have been a. Uh, I think he would have been uh, somewhat of an A and R. Yeah, uh, he would have been somewhat of an A and R, somebody that um, had his own label, yeah, and kind of stay in the background. He would be kind of what Diddy is now, honestly. Diddy yeah. don't rap anymore, really. But. Yeah, but that that is funny. That conversation, um, just saying how I feel like Biggie would be more of a CEO type of thing. I wonder how people would feel about that album then, if he was still uh, about both of his albums, because that's actually a lot of people feel like those are the be- one of some of the best albums of all time. So I wonder how w- would we look at those albums if he was still alive. Yeah. That's interesting. People thought uh, there was there was talk. Uh, there's been talk over the years about how if Biggie died, if Biggie lived, life after death would have been seen as disappointing mm. because it was very mainstream sounding, very pop sounding. And I think that's kind of true, because look at Nas. Uh, it was written. I yeah. think that was a great album. But the fact that it followed up Illmatic, a lot of people thought that was a bad look for Nas, especially hardcore Nas fans at the time. They thought it was way too mainstream and pop sounding. I think the same thing would have been said about Life After Death. Mm-hmm. But since he died, same thing with Pun's album, Yeah Baby. Yeah. Big Pun dropped an album that a lot of people thought was kind of whack, mm-hmm. honestly. But the fact that he died, it kind of boosted it up and said, okay, it's the last we're going to hear a pun. You know, so suddenly it, it got the death boost. But yeah. some of these albums, I don't think they would be looked at as fondly if the rappers had lived yeah yeah it's funny because um just listening to a lot of rappers now uh, a lot of the old rappers during those times that that are still living i was today i was listening to buster rhymes since uh when disaster strikes Mm -hmm. and by the way um the i think it's called uh that what was his first album the coming yeah the coming today was i want to say the 25th anniversary of it Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Shout out to that album. But um, just listening to those albums, I'm like, damn, this shit. To me, this shit. His first three or four albums was dope, but just seeing how Busta Rhymes uh, is now, as far as like the Chris Brown features and all that shit, that type of rapping. I feel like people don't really pay attention to those um, albums as much because he's still living, but we still, we always pay attention to Tupac albums and mm-hmm. Biggie albums. But I think, I, I, I don't know. I think those bus rounds albums, I, I'm not saying they're uh, up there with it, but I think it's a solid album. 
I, th- I, yeah, think, no, I think he has some solid albums, but I think for the simple fact he's still living, and it's kind of like, ah, oh, that's old ass Busta Rhymes with the with the gut. We don't care about that. I I think that's how people. Uh, I I guess that's how people look at it. Yeah, and it, it's kind of sad, man, because people don't really get their flowers until they're gone. So mm-hmm. it kind of is how that is. I had one more thing for what a bro knows, but I don't really. I feel like this is kind of a troll tweet. I'll just read it real quick. This woman tweeted, and I'm sure you probably saw it because Quincy Avery had a funny response to it. This woman said, cry to my boyfriend over how much I miss being friends with my ex. And rather than get mad, he held me and assured me he'd be a better lover and friend to me. Then went further to take the day off to be with me because he wanted to make sure I was no longer sad. God, I see your hands, hands up emoji. <laughs> Would this be acceptable if your wife did this? Would you tell your wife that you're going to be a better man for her if she cried because she missed her ex, Figgy? Nah, man. That, nah, <laughs> that, that don't ride, man. Because if you miss your ex, go go be with him. Why are you not with him? The, the audacity for her to actually tell him that's why she was crying because yeah. I miss my ex and what great friends we used to be. Yeah, she got a lot of balls to say that because I, I'm sure a lot of people miss their ex, but they they would never tell their, their current man or woman that to their face. And that's why they're crying. It's one thing you say, hey, I'm just going through a lot. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. she had the she had the nerve, the fucking nerve to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Just go ahead. You know, this is too much for you. Clearly, you need to go work it out with him at this point. That's because hilarious. it's funny because a lot of people go through that same shit too, where you could tell they're still stuck on their ex. Mm-hmm. They always bringing them up or something like that, where you be like, ah, you know, let me just. I think we moving too fast. I think I feel like you still have feelings for this person, so let me step back and you figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, that that had to be a troll tweet. <laughs> I hope it was, man. I hope this man didn't actually say that and take a day off of work to fix a woman who's sad about her ex. And some women, I saw some women defending this. They're like, "Well, of sometimes course. you just, you know, of course, you sometimes you can't help how you feel. Sometimes you just miss somebody." And then the men, of course, bring up, what if a, a man cried to you and said he's crying because he misses his ex-girlfriend? How would you <laughs> react then? Would you be as forgiving as you are with this supposed situation? <laughs> so that was probably some fake shit, but I just thought it was funny. So I brought it up. So Yeah, it, it always go like that. It, yeah, it, it always go. I think we talked about it last week, I want to say. We mm-hmm. were... Um, I, damn, I forgot what it was. I I can't remember exactly what we was talking about, but um, shit. The debate about uh whether you can be friends with a beautiful woman. Um. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah. I had posed the question of um, I said because a lot of women was like, hey, there's nothing wrong with being friends and all this other shit. So I switched the question and said, ladies, would you let your man have a friend like this? And all of them was like, hell no, hell no, hell no. Mm-hmm. And you had some of them try to say, oh, would you? They tried to flip the question on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at these comments. Y'all, y'all the ones saying, hey, we could, we could be friends. So, 
Yeah, it's oh, oh, it's double standard is real. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Everything women do is cool, by in their eyes, anything a man do, does, or if you split, split the situation, it's never equal. It could be the exact the same situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could, yes. yeah, a woman can have a male friend and go out to eat and all this other shit, but you can't even buy a bitch a bag of chips without yep. them being pissed. A woman can have her own kids and her own baby daddy, but a man cannot have his own kids and a baby mama. Mm-hmm. Somehow, <laughs> that, that, right. somehow that's fair for them. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. Women just going to be delusional sometimes. That's okay. We still love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that's about it for this week, man. Let's wrap up this edition of the podcast real quick. It's going to need a bigger to make me feel good. Thank you all for listening to the Jim Jukes Podcast this week. We love having you all here, as we always do. Happy birthday to Jasmine, the lovely Jasmine, celebrating 28 years of life. <laughs> you can tell when they're under 30 because they still got to uh, announce their age on their yeah. birthday. It, it's always funny because you can tell when they hit 30. <laughs> suddenly, the, the balloons ain't got numbers on them no more. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly it's just a generic happy birthday balloon. It ain't the numbers on the yeah. balloons. I'll be, be seeing some women with the 34 balloon. I'm like, whoa, oh, you damn. bold. <laughs> like, yeah. You bold out here. And it'd be, it'd be <laughs> some of the, um, it'd be some of the chicks because I follow a lot of chicks from Cleveland. And um, you could tell the ones that don't do shit in their lives, but kicking and drinking all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And um, some that stay with their parents, you could you could tell some of those, and they be out there kicking it. And um, this girl said, "Happy happy thirty fifth birthday to me." I'm like, "Whoa, I don't know if Damn. I would have said that." Yeah. And to be fair, that um, she she ain't look thirty five or nothing, but I'm like, "Whoa, I wouldn't have said that out loud." <laughs> And then some women lie about it, man. Motherfucking <laughs> 38 years old putting happy 27th birthday. Come on, girl. Yeah. All that surgery man. and shit. <laughs> she, she, dropped the, she dropped 10 years, I guess. Yeah, it's going to remix the age like that. You can't be doing that. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Jasmine, who is a legit 28 years old, I believe. I'm sure, but she I'm on her word on it. She, she walking around like she old and shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just don't feel. I can't hang the way I used to. It's, it's funny because my wife. Spot. It's funny my wife used to tease me about always being tired. She like you don't be doing that. Why are you so tired? You just old. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So my wife turned thirty last week, and um, I want to say this week she was like, "Man, I don't know why I'm so tired." I'm like, because yeah, your old ass just turned 30. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. Like, that's what happened when you turned 30. She started cracking up. I'm like, yep. Switch, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying that all is. the time now. <laughs> if something hurt, I'm like, yeah, you, you 30 now. Yep, them them old knees starting to get dirty, out. Dirty, 30. Bones creaking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it be, man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, happy birthday to Jasmine. Make sure you tell her happy birthday. Happy belated birthday at this point. And thank y'all for listening. Yeah, you got a birthday uh, coming up too. Yeah, we, we about to celebrate, nigga. Now we might. <laughs> man, we throwing the goddamn party, man. We might have yeah, to. We, we might have to bring you to the studio. Hell no, nah, we ain't doing that shit. <laughs> bring some strippers in the studio with masks. <laughs> man, I, I, let's be real. After you hit thirty, no birthday makes a difference. Forty will maybe be the big thing for me. But as I'm thir- I'm gonna turn 34, man. Who gives man. a shit? 
Fam, Nobody I, cares no I more. I can't even keep up with my age, man. Sometimes I, I be, be forgetting legit. <laughs> I, it was a couple times I was thinking I was 33. And I'm like, wait a minute, no. no. Like, I, I had to go back like, nah, I'm, I'll be 33 this year. <laughs> I was already giving myself that extra year. I do the same thing. I legit forget my. I, for, I, I, I thought I was 34 a few months ago, I think, man. I'm like, wait, I'm still 33. So, yeah, once you get in the mid-30s, you lose count, man. It don't matter yeah. no more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me let me wrap this up before I need to make it run out of the song. Yeah. So thank y'all for listening. Hard working man in radio, figure doing his thing. Hey, birthday, Jasmine. Love y'all. Peace.